0: Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the 22nd day of November, and we are in the Gospel of Luke. Jesus is in Nazareth, having gathered together with his friends and family at the local synagogue. He's the reader for the week, and they hand him the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. This is just a quick comment, something I didn't say yesterday that probably needs to be said, at least for our contextual understanding They didn't have books of the Bible like we do in that they didn't, well, first of all, they didn't have the Bible, this codified, leather-bound collection of books. They didn't even have the scriptures as we know them, what we would call the Old Testament. They didn't even have that in a complete form. And it would have been, they also didn't have them in book form. They would have had a scroll that would have been rolled up. Those would have been copies Uh, And those copies would have been done by scribes who were constantly trying to copy the text wherever they could get their hands on it. And this was not, it wasn't as if they could go down the street to the local bookstore and buy a copy of, you know, the, the scroll of Malachi. They had to have it passed along. So it would not have been uncommon for a synagogue to have only one or two scrolls from the Hebrew scriptures they probably would rarely have had a whole collection and they they often would not have even had entire collections of the same book what we would call a book we call it like the book of isaiah they would have had the scroll of isaiah although our translators say he was handed the book of the prophet isaiah it makes us think they handed him this copy that had on the cover it said isaiah it wasn't it didn't quite work that way they also And I know this is a little more obvious, but they also did not have chapters and verses. They were, most of the time, working with a text that had been translated a couple of hundred years before Jesus called the Septuagint. These were Greek translations of old Hebrew texts. They might have had access to some hand-copied Hebrew scrolls, but most likely they're dealing with Greek-copied text because it was, the, it was a more universally understood language, the Greek. It's an interesting little tidbit that they were willing to get the word out, even sacrificing the original text, Hebrew, to get it into Greek. It's stunning to me at how much argument happens in the church world over translations, even though everyone arguing knows it wasn't written in English and it's it stuns me that we're so hung up on translations getting away from the original and not even Jesus was using most likely not even Jesus was reading original Hebrew he was reading a translation and they weren't scared to translate it into a language that was more accessible to the world and if that's the case then why what's so different now that we translate it into a language more accessible to the world the 18th and 19th verses of Luke 4 constitute what Jesus reads that day. Let's read that, and I want you to, as an experiment, to grab another Bible. Put one Bible out next to another Bible, and let's see what we get comparing Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19 with what will be Isaiah chapter 61 Verses 1 and 2. Here's Luke. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now there's a lot of things happening there in the Greek Where there are words that might be better translated otherwise and into other words. We're going to work on that. But let's go now to Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 and 2. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. I read all of Isaiah 61 verses 1 and 2. The very first thing you'll notice if you're looking at them side by side, I think the first thing you'll notice is where Jesus stops reading. He stops after the phrase to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The next line, if he had kept reading, was, and the day of vengeance of our God. And obviously, I think it's rather obvious that Jesus stops after proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord because he's not there to declare the day of the vengeance of our God. The closest we get to the day of vengeance is Jesus' Olivet Discourse. In Luke 21, 22, he says, whenever Jerusalem sees itself compassed about by armies, these are the days of vengeance. And so Jesus prophesies of the days of vengeance, vengeance being another way of saying that that old covenant system was going to come down at the hands of the Roman Empire, but he doesn't declare it at the beginning of his ministry. So he leaves out what we would call the latter half of verse 2 of Isaiah chapter 61, stopping at to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's not the only difference. When you look at the text in verse 18, you will notice that the next to last line is recovery of sight to the blind, followed by to set at liberty them that are oppressed. But when you look at it in Isaiah 61, there is no phrase recovering of sight to the blind. It goes straight to open the prison to those that are browned. Okay, well, one thing to note is the reason the words aren't word for word is that your Old Testament is being translated from Hebrew Jesus's reading is being translated from Septuagint, Greek. And therefore, the wording in the Greek translation is not always the same as the wording in the Hebrew translation. And every now and then, the Septuagint translators actually did some cutting and pasting. They actually moved some things around, quote things differently. For instance, in the famous... Isaiah chapter 53, where it, it says that it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Uh, the translators in the Septuagint, they don't say that. They don't, they don't say it pleased the Lord to bruise him, which is why you never see that verse quoted in the New Testament. They say it the Lord was willing to cleanse him of his injury. So they change that. Okay. Jesus is doing his own changing in Isaiah 61. He's adding a phrase that's not there. And that phrase is recovery of sight to the blind. But it's not something he's just making up. He's just pulling it from a different spot in the book of Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 42, verse 7, it says that he's going to open blind eyes and bring prisoners out of prison. So Jesus moves the concept of bringing sight to the blind from Isaiah 42 and drops it into Isaiah 61. We'll get into why as we go along. We'll get into what happens next. See you tomorrow. God bless.